0: so this is a new year i wonder i wonder how you look back on 2022 what what your feelings and emotions are as we look back at the year that has been that has gone there was a whole load of highs and lows a whole load of stuff that that happened when we reflect back and you know, shortly at the beginning of uh, last year in March, obviously we saw the, the beginning of the war in Ukraine, a devastating start to the year that is still continuing, and we continue to pray for the people there. And then, you know, throughout the year we've had political turmoil here in the UK with three prime ministers sitting in that seat. Um, I saw a thing the other day that said that Liz, Liz Truss didn't last as long as a lettuce. I thought that was hilarious. They set up a lettuce on YouTube, a live feed, <laughs> and it was still going when she left. I thought that was quite hilarious. But The world population reached 8 billion this year. That's an unfathomable number, isn't it? 8 billion people on our planet. We, of course, celebrated the Queen's Jubilee in June, 70 years on the throne, and then just a few months later, mourning her death the lionesses won the euros football finally came home at least for the women and then the men let us down was that commentary on men in general I don't I don't know we've had the after coming last place in 2021 the UK came second in Eurovision that was a big deal wasn't it We've had the cost of living crisis, strikes, protests of various kinds, eccentric billionaires buying social media platforms, heat waves, who remembers those? Good times and now we can't afford to put the heating on so it feels freezing all of the time. My favourite kind of highlight I think of the year that was is the James Webb Space Telescope that is now parked one million miles from Earth. I mean, that doesn't even make sense to me anyway, has taken pictures of the galaxy that represent the furthest we have ever seen in our galaxy. It blows my mind when I think about that because it just makes me realise how big our God is. And yet he cares about us as individuals. It's just incredible. But 2022 is over, 2023 is here, it is a new year, a new start, new beginnings and now is the time that we begin to set and put into motion our New Year's resolutions, has anyone set any yet? No New Year, none of you have got ambitions for this year, wow, wow. Maybe that is because research has told us that 43% of people will have given up on their New Year's resolutions by the 31st of January. So it's probably no point in setting one, is there? And then when it comes to three months down the line, only 10% will still be going. So there's no point in doing it anyway. There's no point in doing it anyway. Nicky Gumbel shared this an- an- uh, anecdote about his gym, which made me laugh. Each year, on the 1st of January, the gym brings in all of this new equipment fills the gym and it gets packed out with people and then a few weeks later they ship all the equipment out again and make room because everyone's given up on their new year's resolution that's just how it goes whether it's getting fit losing weight reducing your drinking quitting smoking getting out of debt whatever it is there's nothing wrong with setting new year's resolutions but i want to share with you this morning the only New Year's resolution that you need as we head into 2023. And this is good because none of you have set one, so I'm going to give you one. But this one we're going to keep going for the whole year, and that is to know Jesus more. Our New Year's resolution for 2023 should be to know Jesus more more above anything else to know him more deeply to see him and hear him more clearly we need to be going after Jesus this year we need to be running towards Jesus this year we need to be pursuing him with every fiber of our being and that is my resolution for this year and I pray and hope it is your new year's resolution as well So to unpack this a little bit this morning, we're going to have a Jewish history and linguistic lesson. Please don't fall asleep already. I'm hoping, I am not into history whatsoever, but I think this is really interesting. So this morning, we're going to look at a Jewish prayer called the Shema. And it's found in Deuteronomy chapter 6, and it says this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. Let me read that again. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And the Jewish community, they pray these words every morning and every evening of every day. And so to help us cement this into our lives as a New Year's resolution for 2023, I'm just going to dig into the key words from the Shema, from this prayer, what they mean. And so we can establish what it looks like to live out this prayer. And so the first word is this, hear, hear, O Israel. That's how it begins, and that's where the prayer gets its name because the, the Hebrew word for hear is shema. And like with many Hebrew words, and we will see throughout this morning, that they each can hold a variety of meanings and, and nuances to them. And so shema can literally mean to hear, like you are hearing me right now. Sound waves entering into your ear and being interpreted by your brain. But it can also have a greater depth to it. There are layers behind it. Behind that literal meaning, there's also a a layer of, a meaning of paying attention to or focusing on. It's the difference between hearing and listening. Merriam-Webster defines hearing as the process, function or power of perceiving sound. The physical act of hearing. Listening, on the other hand, means to pay attention to, to hear something with thoughtful attention and to give consideration to. And so as God began these words to his people through his servant Moses, he wasn't just asking them to open their ears. He was asking them to to focus up, to, to tune in, to really listen to these words. Hear O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord. You shall love the Lord your God. And we're going to come back to that word love later on as we kind of summarize and wrap up this prayer. So we're going to move on to the next important word. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. Heart. And the Hebrew word for heart is lev. And again, this word has layers of meaning behind it. It can literally mean the organ inside our chest that pumps blood around our bodies. But it holds other concepts too. I found this interesting. The Israelites had no concept or even a word for brain. They didn't understand that. And so they used this word heart as a place where all intellectual activity happened and so they would use heart to describe where things like knowing and understanding lived. It lives in our heart, where wisdom and discernment are found. They used this word heart to describe where they felt emotion. The term to have a broken heart actually comes from ancient biblical Hebrew. <clears throat> so the heart is where you experience fear, it's where you experience distress. And sorrow, but on the flip side of that, the heart was also where you experienced joy. In Hebrew, to be happy literally means good of heart. They used heart to mean all of these things. The heart was where you made choices motivated by your desires. In the Bible, it says that David had it on his heart to build a temple for God, it was his heart's desire. That's where it it sat. In 2 Samuel, Nathan says to David, whatever is in your heart, go and do it. Go and do it. You see that in the Bible, the heart is the center of all human existence. And in Proverbs, it says, guard your heart. Guard your heart because from it flows your whole life. The prophet Jeremiah astutely believed that the heart was fundamentally broken. In fact, he said, the heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. That's how far, how how, how broken he felt our hearts were, that they were beyond cure. He says, who can understand it? And so because of that brokenness, because of his understanding of the, the damage that has been caused to humanity, what was needed was a total renewing of the heart a renewing of the heart. David, after committing murder and adultery, he prayed to God, create in me a pure heart. The prophet Ezekiel hoped for a day when God would remove the heart of stone and give people a soft heart. Jeremiah hoped that God would write his commands on the hearts of his people. Which brings us back to the Shema. Every day, God's people are called, we are called to devote to God our whole body and mind, our feelings and our desires, our future and our failures. That is what it means to love God with all of your heart. And so the prayer moves on in the next part. It says, you shall love the Lord your God with all of your soul with all of your soul and the Hebrew word for soul is nefesh and that does not mean an essence within us that is released at death. That is a common thought that is derived from from Greek philosophy that is this thing within us that when we die it is released into the world. The biblical understanding of soul is actually the whole person the whole person. On the very first pages of the Bible, God creates humans and he creates animals. And both are called a living nephesh. We don't have a nefesh. We are a nefesh. A living, breathing, physical thing. The soul in these terms describes our entire being. It describes our entire being. Psalm 42 reads, As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. And what that's saying is that our entire being longs to know and be known by our Creator. Which brings us back to the Shema. To love God with all your soul Means to devote your whole physical existence to your creator. Offering your entire being with all its capabilities and with all its limitations in an expression of love for God. Which is actually a great foundation for what we're going to look at at the end of the month for our Vision Sunday. So let's get excited and anticipate that. That's what it means to love God with all of your soul. And then the final part of the Shema, it says, Love the Lord your God with all your strength. Love God with all of your strength. And the Hebrew word for strength is ma'od. ma'od. And in the same way that the heart and soul might not have meant what you thought they meant, it's the same with strength. Because it's not talking about physical strength. That's not what it means in the Hebrew language. A more common meaning for this word is simply very or much. That's what it means. It's actually used to increase the strength of a word or a thought. That's how it was put into practice. For example, in the creation story, five times God says, that he looks at his creation and says, it is good. It is good. But on the sixth day, after he created man and woman, he looks down on his creation and he said, it is very good. He says, it is maod good. That is how it is used to amplify what is being spoken. And whilst this word brings strength and weight to what it's talking about, authors can add additional meaning to it by doubling up on its use. And we see this in scripture. Jacob was described as mu'od, maod wealthy. Not just wealthy, not just very wealthy, but extremely super wealthy because of all his sheep and donkeys and camels and servants. He had so much, they doubled up on the use of this word when the Israelites went to investigate and spy on the the promised land, when they came back to give their report, they said it was maod maod good. It wasn't just good. It wasn't just very good. It was perfect. It was abundant. It was flourishing and overflowing with goodness. Which brings us back to the Shema. We are called to love God. With all of our heart, our will, and our affections. We're called to love God with all of our soul, our, our whole being, our, our physical being, and with all of our ma'od, our muchness, our overflow. Ma'od isn't a thing, it's everything. It's everything. And this word is is just so beautiful because it's the most expansive word in this prayer. Anything that is not covered by what has already been said is covered in this word. It is everything. We are to love God with everything. This final part of the Shema prayer means to devote every possibility, every opportunity, every capacity that we have in our being to honour God. And because there are so many nuances to this word, like the other's word, that's why different Jewish communities would interpret it differently. And so when you look at the Greek, they use the word dunamis, which is power or strength, which is why in the version we read this morning, it says we should love God with all of our strength. But if you look at Aramaic translations, they interpreted it as wealth. They were suggesting that our finances, that our money can be used to create opportunities to love God as we give away our financial resource. And when Jesus was asked about the greatest commandment, the most important commandment, he quoted the Shema. He said, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind and with all your strength. So he uses both the word mind and strength to express the meaning of this word. So which is right? Which do we use? Which do we apply as we are thinking about how to live out the Shema prayer? Do we say with our strength? Do we say with our wealth? Do we say with our mind? Well, if we're asking that question, we're asking the wrong question because M'od doesn't limit the number of ways that we can show our love to God. It covers everything. The point is that everything in our lives, every moment, every opportunity, every ability, every capacity that we have, all of our thoughts, all of our wealth, all of our being offer us a chance to love and to honour Our God. It covers everything. So that's a challenge for us, isn't it, as we enter into this new year and we set this new year's resolution of loving the Lord our God in that way. That actually, it's not just a part of us, it's not just some of us. We can't hold anything back from God. The challenge and the call is to devote everything to God to give him our lives as a living sacrifice, to look at him, to be in his presence and say, God, here I am. Use me. Take me. Everything that I have, everything that I am, everything that I do, everything that I say, have it all. Sometimes we can can think that prayer, but actually to, to live it out is hard, isn't it? Because sometimes we want to hold something back. We want to just keep a little something in reserve in case God doesn't come through. Sometimes we like to try and do things in our own strength. But God is calling us and challenging us at the beginning of this year. As we hopefully set the Shema as our New Year's resolution to hold nothing back. But to give it all to Him. To give it all to Him. To hand it over and say, you can have it all. You can have it all. Use me in whatever way you will. And so we're just going to loop back to that word love. And there are many different Greek words used to express the different kinds of love, and you may have heard of some of them. Storge is, uh, means familial love. It's kind of that natural, instinctual love like a parent would have for a child or between siblings. There's philia love, which is focusing more on friendship. There's eros, which is a romantic love like a husband has for his wife, and there is agape or agape love, which is an unconditional love, the God love, the love that he has for us. But the Hebrew word that is used here in the Shema is ahava, ahava, and it's a much broader term than all of these. It almost covers it all. It's saying, we will love you in every capacity, in every way that we could possibly love. But it will all be to honor you. Because when it comes to God, love is his character. God is love. It's his nature, it's his very essence and very being. That's why Jeremiah can say, God's love is everlasting because it has no end, it has no beginning. God's love just is, and it always will be, and it always has been. And God's love, like our love should be, is not just a feeling. It's also an action. It's something that God chose and God chooses to do. He chose to love us by creating us so that he could share his love with us. He chose to give us the freedom of choice because he he loves us and because he didn't want to force us to love him, but he wanted us to choose to love him. God loves us. He chose to love us through his action of sending his son down to earth to live that perfect life, to die that horrific death on the cross and rise again, conquering sin, death, the grave and Satan. He chose to love us in that way. God is all powerful. God is almighty. He could have resolved that whole situation in any way he wanted, but he chose to do it through the sacrifice of his son. He chose to love us in that way. And so the Shema is an encouragement to respond to God's love by showing love in return, both to God. And to each other. That's why Jesus' second, quickly followed greatest commandment is to love your neighbour as yourself. He quotes the Shema that we are to love God with everything that we have. But we're also to love each other with everything that we have. With a sacrificial love. With a love that costs us. In the same way that we are loved by him. And he chose to sacrifice himself for us. And so are we willing to sacrifice ourselves for others? And I'm not saying you should take a bullet for someone, although maybe you should if that opportunity arose. But what I am saying is that if loving someone is going to cost you, whether that's your finances, whether that's your time, whether that's even a little bit of pain, you should be willing to love on them in that way because God calls us, To love others how he loves us, sacrificially, unconditionally. We are to love God and love each other. In the Old Testament, you would show your love for God by how you treated other people. So maybe as we reflect on our lives, maybe looking back over the previous year, how did we respond to or act around other people? If we were to take a a review, take stock of the previous year and our interactions with those around us, would it be one of love? Would it be one of a love that is in the way that we are called to do? A sacrificial love, an unconditional love, a love that honors both the person and God. Is that how we are living and, and acting in our lives day to day when we meet other people? And so just like, just like God's love is an action, so our love should flow through our actions, through the, the thoughts that we have, through the words that we say, through the things that we do, through how we spend our time, through how we spend our finances. It should all be an act of love to God because it's all rooted in God's own eternal Ahavah. Like we read in 1 John, we love because God first loved us. We can love because God first loved us. Like we were praying out of the worship that actually God would pour his spirit onto us. As he pours it into us and fills us up, it can overflow into those around us. So let's pray, God, pour your love into us that we may be filled to overflowing. We don't want some love. We don't want a lot of love. We don't even want to be full of love. We want to be overflowing. We want it to pour out through our lives, through our words, through our actions into those around us. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart. You shall love the Lord your God with all of your soul and you shall love the Lord your God with all your strength. There's only one New Year's resolution we need as we enter into 2023. To know Jesus more and to seek him for who he is and not for what he can do for us. Let's choose to know him more this year. And to know God is to love God. To know God is to love God. And we should love him with all of our heart, with our will and our affections. We should love him with all of our soul, our our whole lives, our entire physical being. And we should love him with all of our strength, with everything, with everything that we have. So this year, let's chase after Jesus. Let's long for and desire to know Jesus more as we enter into this new year.